You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Yo, Joe, it's good to see you today. Why, I beat you hello, to it. Oh, Mike of us. I beat you to it. Yes, you did this you time. Didn't ex- you didn't expect that. No, and you try to get it in every now and then. Yeah, well, it, it worked today. So, uh, some good news, Mike. I ordered us some new microphones. Yes, we should sound even better. Yeah, unfortunately, they won't be here until tomorrow night. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> But uh, they are part of the uh, Rode family, the Rode Podcast Mic, or Pod Mic, it's called. And uh, they sound really good from the recordings I was listening to. I think it's going to fit in nicely for us, Mr. Mike. Oh, right. Anything to make us sound better. That's right. Uh, if we, need, we can only find something to make us look better. Well, we need all the help we can get in those I areas. Mean, if we could find something to uh, make us look better, we would be doing very well. So, all right, Mr. Mike, oh, well, guess wow. what time it is. What time is it? It is time for the updates. And that is all of the fun stuff that is going on out there. And uh, coming up this week, Mike, are you ready for this? We've got all a right. lot of stuff this week. This week, yes. lavender eucalyptus wreath going on at Groovy Plants Ranch Thursday at 6.30 p.m., also, Friday at 5 p.m., Sacred Hearts 2023 Fish Fry. From 5 to 7 p.m., Sacred Hearts Church there on 42 South before you get into Cardington. Family Fun Night is also this Friday at 5 p.m. at Northmore Local School District there at the school. And the Cardington Food Pantry also has something going on this Friday at 6 p.m. They have a variety show to help benefit the food pantry. That's going to be at the Cardington Cafe at 6 p.m., and Mike, that is all that I have for on Friday. Do you have anything for Friday that you know of? I do not at this moment. All right. So Saturday, we have the fourth uh, Saturday breakfast at the First Presbyterian Church. And it starts at 7 a.m. And I was looking to see if I could find what the menu is. Oh, there we go. Omelets, hash brown, and biscuits. And all of the benefits or the proceeds will be donated to School Resource Office. And they're going to have uh, $7 for each breakfast for an adult, $4 for each kids. They'll have coffee, regular decaf, tea, milk, juice, water, whatever you want. Water. Water. Water are you talking about? Water, Jenna. Um, let's see here. We also have Saturday at 1 p.m. book signing with Mindy McGinnis. She is going to be at the Cardington Cafe signing uh, her book that she just wrote. Excuse me. And that book is A Long Stretch of Bad Days. And it looks like you're going to have a chance to talk with her. And she is an Edgar Award-winning author. So that's going to be kind of cool. That's going to be from 1 to 3 p.m. at the Cardington Cafe there in Cardington at The Light. That is the only light, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. That is the only light. I said that, and I was like, I don't know if that's the only light. It is. Um, Let's see here. Clothing. Our ancestors wore put on by the Mount Gilead at the Mount Gilead Public Library, put on by the Morrow County Genealogical Society, and that is um, where you're going to meet up with Janet Walker and Janet Rodebeck, the Janets, as they take you on a trip through time. See clothing our ancestors wore meeting at the Mount Gilead Public Library annex downstairs, and that is going to be. Uh, at 2 p.m. this coming Saturday. And we also have family fun at the Celever Public Library starting at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Then, if you are not completely worn out, you have another opportunity to go to Bunker's Mill to see live music with Steve Mull. And that's going to start at 6 p.m. And let's see, Saturday evening there is, trying to get it opened here, Preston Cooper, local boy and singer. Preston Cooper will be at Ohio Prime uh, Pizza and Prime. That's down at the old uh, old Farmstead Restaurant slash Legacy Bar and Grill down there, right next to the BP station in Marengo, right there at, at uh, sixty one seventy one. That is also Saturday, and then next week we have Bingo at the Marengo American Legion Thursday night. And that starts at 4.30 p.m. 
Mike, have you ever wanted to do calligraphy? No, but I admire the people that do that. It's beautiful. I tell you who can do who can do it. Robin Brucker can do it. Oh, can she? Yeah, yes, yeah. so like that. that was I part that. of our coursework when we were in yeah. high school. We had to do calligraphy. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool, and I don't have that talent. So and somebody I, you mentioned earlier, Janet Rodebeck, does beautiful calligraphy. Oh, also, I did not know that. Yeah, she does. Uh, so if you're interested, go to Bunkers Mill Winery on Thursday the thirtieth at six p.m. and uh, you can go through that modern calligraphy workshop. And if you're, it says tickets are $55 for this. And if you go to the Bunkers Mill Winery page to their event, you can actually find out more information about this. I'm not sure what all that's going to entail, um, but it looks like she is going to teach you some stuff there. And uh, it's Elwell's Design. There is a fee, of course, with that. But if you're into that kind of thing, you know, that fee is... Uh, not really something that you're going to mind to pay. Coming up also on Thursday at 6.30 at Groovy Plants, Land, Groovy Plants Ranch <laughs> is okay. Kokodama Moss Ball Art. Ooh. I, think, I think I pronounced that right. K-O-K-E-D-A-M-A. Kokodama. Kokodama, I think is what it is. Um, that's going on at 6.30 p.m. next Thursday. Next Thursday. Mike, next Thursday is the end of March. Mm-hmm. Next Thursday. Oh, we'll be into April here soon. Uh, and if you're an- interested, Friday the 31st through April the 2nd at Groovy Plants Ranch is, how do you say this word? P-E-O-N-Y. I've heard it said two different ways, Mike. Well, when I was growing up, mom and dad said uh, pineys, but it's peony. I've also heard peonies. I, I've never heard that one. Okay, so there's three different ways. Yeah, at least. At least. Peonies. There might be more. Peony. P-E-O-N-Y. Peony. Um, that's Palooza going on at Groovy Plants Ranch. It's a Peony Palooza? Peony Palooza. Okay. Peony Palooza at Groovy Plants Ranch. Uh, beautiful flower. I think it's pretty cool. To, um, I don't know. Grandpa May used to have a bunch of those uh, that would come up. And I always thought they were pretty cool, especially like the dark red ones. And then the one, I think they're like a light pink or white. And then they've got like a dark red mm-hmm. center towards the, the entered there. I think it was pretty cool. And then Friday, March 31st at 6 p.m., March Craft Night with Make It Yours at Cardington Cafe. I am pretty sure that there is also a fee, fee there. I can't remember for sure. Uh, I'm looking here. It says space is limited, so you do need to make sure that you um, are there. Tickets are available through the Cardington Cafe. And coming up is the... Sorry, my nose is itching, Mike. The Mar Little Theater Miscast Cabaret. And, uh, or... How did you say it earlier? (laughs) I don't remember. Misfit Cabaret, or no, that's not what you said. I can't remember how you said it. It cracked me up. Uh, it's basically any anybody can sing. So, like Mike, you are a male. I, I'm not assuming there. I, I mean, from, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So you could sing like um, "The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow" from Annie. I have sung that before because it's a miscast. You'll never get cast in that part. Can I do somewhere over the rainbow. To, you could. Okay, there you we could. Go. Um, as long as you're not playing your little ukulele like the Hawaiian guy, and I am not even going to attempt his name. <laughs> I've seen that too, yes. Um, but you could, literally it's for folks who want to perform a song or a skit in, in a role that they'll never uh, be cast in because it's not the way that it's written. Uh, so that's coming up. That's going to be, I believe it starts at 6.30. 6 or 6.30, I believe, um, if I remember right. And I probably don't, which is okay, because I'm going to look it up for you. Uh, but that's coming up, and it's actually going to help us benefit the um, scholarship fund in part. And then the other part is going to go to the Abby Carey family to help offset medical expenses. And the Miscast Cabaret is going to be held at the Capitol Theater on Thursday, March 30th at 6.30 p.m. Now, what if somebody wants to participate? Is it too late to get in? If you want to participate, you need to message Mar Little Theater on Facebook so that we can get you in. There is one more rehearsal, and that is going to be Monday evening. And I don't know off the top of my head what Monday's date is. Um, it's the 24, 5, 6, 7, 27th, I think. So 
you'll want to um, message us so that we can get you in because we do want to hear what you want to perform before the event and make sure we've got your music down. And uh, there's quite a few older faces, meaning uh, faces that we've seen before on stage, and there's some newer ones that we've not seen on stage before. So it's going to be a pretty good time. Uh, You'll see Emily Levings, Jamie Zigger, Angela Powell, Aiden Moore, uh, Ken Barnett, trying to think um, some of the other names that I saw on the list. I hope I'm not giving too much away. Angela will kill me if I <laughs> if I do. But I think that's good, though. That's kind of a good teaser to get people interested. Yeah, and they're all singing songs that they would not normally sing. So I think that's pretty cool. Oh, Dalton Edwards from Cardington. Um, the senior is going to be joining the cast of Miscast Cabaret. So that is going to be super exciting. Um, as they move forward there. So this weekend at Capitol Theater, we have what has turned out to be what I'm hoping will be the busiest movie we've ever shown um, so far. The legwork I've, I've put in on trying to answer messages and phone calls and everything, I'm hoping uh, we're going to see a lot. So it is Jesus Revolution. It's the new one. Uh, I believe Kelsey Grammer is in it, and it's... Um, it's definitely one that many folks have said is phenomenal, and we've already sold out one show, and I talked to somebody today about potentially buying out another half of a showing. Um, you know, we have that capable. If there's if there's an opportunity you want to bring your church, I highly suggest you buy tickets in a block ahead of time. Message us at Capitol Theater, and that's O-L on the Capitol, Theater MG, and uh, I will be trying to answer all those messages ahead of time. Um, I'm hoping this is going to be the best one. It, we had a fight to get this, Mike. They did not want to give it to us because they didn't have any historical data on us. It, it's owned by Lionsgate. I've heard of them, yes. And it's not like Warner Brothers or Disney or you know one of those that we didn't you know that we would do a lot of work with. And sometimes movie. Uh, houses such as Lionsgate or Disney or whatever, they want certain information before they release to you, right? Okay. Uh, we had a contract that when we filled it out, we started the process with them, but we've never taken one of their movies. Um, so they didn't have any historical data on us. Mm-hmm. And so um, the conversation went not like this, but a little like this as to we're not sure that, you know, because there is some cost for them to send us the movie. We're not sure that we can recoup the cost because you're a single how a single screen movie house. And my argument was we are a very conservative religious area and I think we will sell these tickets. Um, so if you are interested, again, message us for a private viewing. We can do that during the week or um, on the weekend during a, um, a time that we're not showing if you want to do something like that. If you have any interest at all, give me a call. At 419-947-3455, message me on Facebook at Capital Theater MG, and I will get back to you, and we will see what we can do to fit your congregation or your uh, group. I had, I had a um, youth group contact me today about a block of tickets. So we are, I'm excited. Folks are excited about this. This is, um, I'm just going to throw this out there as a, a, not a shameless plug, but this is the type of thing that Jamie and Angela and I bought the movie theater for. There was a need or a want in the community, and we bought the theater to keep the theater running, mm-hmm. to not let the building continue to deteriorate, and to bring good local home, close to home, entertainment at a cheap cost, as cheap as possible. Um, we want you to be able to go out every Friday or every other Friday or you know every other weekend, whatever the case may be for you. We want you to be able to go out and not break the bank. Um, you know, you do need as a parent, you need some time with just your spouse or significant other uh, without kids. And then there's times when you need to, when you want to bring the the kids to the movie theater. And so we're trying our best to do something for everyone. So hopefully this goes well and uh, we get to see everybody. So okay. At 180 seats per viewing, though, it may be hard, but we're, we want to make sure that we do. If we have to add shows because of the, the, the want, we will do what we can. So um, what do you think 
Mike, what do you have? Do you have anything? Well, I do want to, this is something different than what we usually do. There was a family that was burnt out at uh, Hidden Lakes this past weekend, and there is a list of items that they need that you can find on um, Grassroots of Morrow County page on Facebook. Um, you can take the, uh, if, if you have these items and you want to donate them, you can take them to Fresh Faith Church. Um, if you would want to make financial donations, help the family out, uh, they're asking that you make it out to Hidden Lakes. So um, there's one way that you can help in your in your community is to help these folks out. Um, I'm not going to go through the list. Um, I'm trusting that you can find it. And uh, can we put that on our page so that people can find it as well? Yeah, I think we can share it out. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Um, and then we can help these folks. Uh, it, it was a family. There are two boys, a mom and a dad. And they're both uh, working parents, and I think it would be good if uh, if the community would step in and help them out. Yeah, and if I remember right, I believe that was Mount Gilead and Cardington Fire Departments that had to respond. Oh my! Okay, yeah. okay. So, if I remember seeing the squad or the uh, fire trucks roll in from both, so I do have something else to share. Okie dokie. Okay, okie dokie. Okie dokie. That doesn't sound like you. Um, next Saturday night. The 25th. Oh, yes. Will be the uh, Night at Heritage Hall in Marion County. Uh, it's the Marion County Historical Society's Museum. It's on um, Church Street. I can't think the the other street that goes through there. But it's the old post office. Big, beautiful building. But uh, they will have uh, different people throughout the building um, dressed as people from the past of Marion County. Uh, I will be there as my great uncle that had a store in downtown Marion. And that will be next Saturday night from 6 till 9. That'll be March 25th. So if you get a chance to hop over there, another kind of entertainment. I don't want you to skip out on the theater over here, but <laughs> but that is also going on that night. Well, and you only have a one-time, that's only a one-time thing, right? Yes, yes, just and a one-time. the movie night. will be here yeah. uh, for two weekends. So, Oh, one other thing. Yeah. One other thing, yes. The Morrow County Historical Society will be opening up Heritage Hall or Heritage Hall. <laughs> uh, the uh, Morrow Morrow County Historical Society. Yeah, the Morrow County History Center. I could not think of the name of Yeah, I'm only the, the building person. we're in currently. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the one. Yeah. Um on April it's the first Sunday after Easter. It's the 15th or 16th. I can never remember which it is. Um and it will be open in the afternoon from 2 to 4. There we go. April 16th. And we have some new exhibits down there. We're going to have some folks from the Historical Society on here in the very near future to talk about the new exhibits and, and what's going on with the Morrow County Historical Society. I'm excited. There's so much going on down down right below from where we are right at this moment. Yeah, and I did get a chance to walk through with Mike, and I thought some of this stuff was pretty cool. So I'm hoping that, uh, I hope your doors are are, um, pushed in with so many people trying to get in to see the cool historical facts here in Morrow County. Um, Lots of cool things. Uh, One visit, or one visit, one one area that I think is super cool um, is... Is pretty cool. I think it's pretty neat to see some of the items that are in there. And we'll talk about that when we have the folks live. But I'm telling you, um, there's lots of cool things. And the lobby doesn't look anything. Well, it does look a lot like it did. But a lot of new stuff. And a lot of stuff has been moved around in there. Yeah, well, part, of the, part of the moving has been to accommodate folks in wheelchairs and things like that. And we have... Uh, stayed away from letting the public use the restrooms for the most part. We have a restrooms being renovated. Um, the doors will be a little bit wider. It'll be easier to get in and out if, if somebody is in need. Um, so not that you want to come to see the restroom, but it will be available. Uh, now, you have updated it. It's not the historical bathroom no, that was not. in there. No, no, no. It's no, no. not a hole with a bucket on the bottom or anything like that. It's actually no, that's the restroom working. they have me use. Yeah, well, I never mind. <laughs> All right, Mike, are you ready? Let's let's go back in time. Let's do it. 
All right, Micamus. So tell us what you're sharing today. Well, are you familiar with the Morrow County home? Yes. What formerly stood on County Road 76 or Home Road. Yes. Um, or when I was growing up, we call it the County Home Road. I, I lived, I grew up one road past that at, uh, on Sunfish Road. And and the um, actually the Morrow County home was kind of, there were two fields between our place and in the home. So I could see the barn and the home from our house. But anyhow, I want to talk a little bit about the history of the Morrow County home. This is stuff that's been compiled by our friend, um, Stan, Stan Sipe. Yes. So, uh, and, and actually there is more information on this in the file that he's compiled. And, uh, I'm going to make this a two, maybe three week thing. There are people that are curious about the county home there are people here that have never heard of the county home and we've talked about actually we haven't talked about but at the movie theater i actually put information in on the movie that was filmed there oh yeah crazy for a kiss yes. and i don't know if it's day or another day but that that is in this information a little bit about that i do have a copy of it at home by the way the movie yeah really yeah i heard it was weird it's very weird <laughs> it was only shown once uh the bbc shot it they showed it on television one time and it was very hard to get a copy of that but uh somehow we got a copy here in the in the um county and there have been copies made of do it. a special viewing at the movie theater of that i don't know we'd have to cool. check into the copyright but i think you'd be all right being the bbc i mean who around here? Anyhow. Especially yeah. if we did it free. Anyway, okay. It's possible. I think I have it on DVD, so we're good. Oh, you do? I think so, yes. Okay, okay sorry. Moving on. Mr. <laughs> Mike, please do Talking tell. about the Morrow County home. Well, it existed for 115 years, providing refuge for over 2,100 people. The farm raised cattle and produced maple syrup. A British production company made a movie there. Today, only a barn reminds us of its existence. In a time before the government's welfare system existed, the Morrow County home housed those down on their luck or cast aside by society. The home provided a hand up, not a hand out. However, by the 1970s, some began to question the relevance of the Morrow County home. That question was answered in 1986 when the home was closed. The end came not with a whimper, but with a bang. It began in 1870. When the Morrow County Commissioners acquired the 200-acre Smith Irwin Farm on what is now County Road 76, the first thing they did was to build an addition onto the farmhouse. By 1925, the house had 48 rooms. Wow. The farm eventually had 250 acres. Until 1919, it was called the County Infirmary. State law changed it to the county home. For the first 50 years, a board of directors and a superintendent, all elected positions, oversaw the home. Politics were removed around 1920. When the superintendent was hired under civil service, he in turn answered directly to the commissioners. Men and women living at the county home were kept segregated. There were even separate dining facilities. Married couples residing there were permitted to share their living quarters. Turning the page here. Hold on. <laughs> oh, this paper. There we go. Okay, a little bit about some of the uh, residents. Morrow County home resident Elijah Dickerson barely spoke of his life in Alabama prior to the war. He was well-liked by everyone at the home. They called him Uncle Elijah. Few knew of his past. He had lived for years in a hut near the county home until the Gilead Township trustees had him admitted. After living in a hut, Elijah considered the county home absolutely palatial. To the few residents of the home that he did confide in, Dickerson told of his life as a slave in the Deep South and later as a free man after the Civil War. Elijah Dickerson, the former slave, died at the county home in 1899. He was buried in an unmarked grave at Friends Church two miles south of Mount Gilead. I had never heard that before. That's... I found that quite interesting. Hmm. To be eligible for admission to the county home, a person had to live here for six months. The township trustees applied for placement in the county home on his or her behalf. The person admitted sold off all assets and turned the money over to the county to pay for his or her care at the county home. 
Senior citizens, those with mental mental and physical afflictions, and unmarried females who found themselves in the family way were admitted. Whole families entered the Mara County home, as did orphans, runaways, and people recovering from major surgery. Transients were permitted to stay overnight. All admits, if able, were expected to help with farm chores or housework. The first person was admitted to the Mara County home in 1871. The last was admitted in early 1986. Here's another person that lived there at one time. Born in 1826 in New Jersey, J.H. Honeyman went on to become a dentist. He moved to Mount Gilead in the 1850s and enjoyed a large and lucrative dental practice. Honeyman owned many fine horses and fancy carriages. He was always impeccably dressed and always sported a silk high hat. He was a people person, and he had an infectious smile. Late in life, by then widowed twice, and his wealth and status gone, he went to live at the county home. He continued to walk to Mount Gilead regularly, where he held court on the public square with anyone who passed by. Dr. J. H. Honeyman was a resident of the Morrow County home for 16 years. He died there in 1908. He was buried in an unmarked grave at Rivercliff Cemetery. During a 1968 meeting, a fight erupted between the home superintendent and a county commissioner. A punch was thrown, sending the commissioner to the Morrow County Hospital ER. The superintendent was arrested for assault and battery. In 1974, the superintendent and matron had to sue the commissioners for back wages through the U.S. Department of Labor. The lawsuit was settled a year later. A task force was formed in the early 1970s to study the future of the Morrow County home. Two task force members recommended that it be closed. Other members wanted a new 40-bed, $800,000 facility built. The voters nixed that bond issue. Other task force recommendations were largely ignored. A committee of citizens was appointed in 1972 to investigate complaints of abuse at the county home. The charges were never substantiated. A communications gap developed in the 1970s between the county home staff, the commissioners, and the public. It resulted in a lack of trust between all sides. A citizens group tried to open the gap by attending the monthly meetings between the superintendent and the commissioners. This citizens group advocated on behalf of the home's residents. In 1984, a resident of the home walked away one evening, apparently with the matron's knowledge. While walking along U.S. Route 42, he was struck by a car and critically injured. The driver of the car was intoxicated. A year later, the county commissioners, the home superintendent, and the matron were hit with a $3 million lawsuit that was filed by the injured man's guardian. The victim had previously been found to be incompetent by the medical community. 70-year-old itinerant, itinerant, that's the word, uh, sign painter M.E. Wells was long a familiar sight along the county's roads, pushing a cart filled with all his worldly possessions. He went from farm to farm in search of someone who needed his services. He had no home or family. But work for a sign painter was scarce in 1930 due to the Great Depression. By that fall, Wells was suffering from starvation. An honest man, he refused to beg beg for or steal food. <clears throat> Excuse me. One day, a motorist spied Wells' cart outside of a wooded area. He stopped and found Wells lying beneath a tree, barely conscious. It appeared that he had crawled there to die. Wells was taken to the county home. After three months of the matron's care and feeding, Emmy Wells was last seen pushing his cart full of paintings, supplies, and camping gear down County Road 76 in search of someone who needed a sign made. Next week, we're going to talk about the farm, the introduction of telephone to the um, county home, as well as some other things. Sweet. You know, that actually kind of goes back to uh, a a previous episode that we had where we talked about Johnny Appleseed. 
Oh, yes, yes. When he came through and uh, the orchard that he planted nearby, I don't think it was on the grounds. I think it was nearby, though, across the street, maybe, across the road. I know there was an orchard on Sunfish Road, which would not be far from there. If you went down from Mount Gilead and turned right, which would be south, there was a big orchard there. And I'm wondering if that was possibly the orchard that we're talking about. Maybe. I remember we talked about that. But I don't think I don't think we've ever identified exactly where it was. I don't think. But anyway, uh, on this day in history, being March the twenty first, um, Martin Luther King Jr. begins his march from Selma to Montgomery in the name of African American voting rights, with thirty two hundred civil rights demonstrators in Alabama, led by Martin Luther Jun- Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, they begin that march. And it ended in the state capitol. Um, let's see here. Also happening is the there wasn't a lot that was done on this day or this you know this day in history. Um, but one of the big events was in 1980. President Carter announces the Olympic boycott on March 21st, and it was the Olympic scheduled games to take place in Moscow that summer, and the announcement came after the Soviet Union failed to comply with Carter's February 20th deadline um, to withdraw its troops from uh, Afghanistan. Holy moly. Talk about just, you know, kind of like, you know, recirculating the same stuff uh, frequently. But uh, that was really the only, the, the big thing that I found um, that I thought we should really, um, I guess, talk about this week. Um, anything else there, Micamus, that you can think of? Uh, Historical-wise, nothing at this time. All right, let's go. Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. 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 Mike, a steak pun is rare, medium, well done. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> All well, right, I'll do... Hang on. There you go. That's better. Yes, push those buttons at the right time. Okay, your turn. Well, you know, I offered my elderly neighbor $20 to let me try out her stair lift. I think she's going to take me up on it. Did I tell you about the time I fell in love doing a backflip? I was heels overhead. For Angela. For Angela. Yeah, sure. For Angela. <laughs> in case she's listening. She doesn't listen. Now I might have I might have asked this question before, but it, but it's a very good question. Why does chicken coop only have two doors? Have n- oh yes, I'm not going to answer it though. I have no idea, Mike. Okay, good answer. Uh, because if it had four doors, it would be a chicken sedan. What did the ocean say to the shore? Nothing. It, it just, just waved. waved. <laughs> you know, bicycles can't stand on their own. They are too tired. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! I don't know if I can beat that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had one here. Let me find it. You know, the penguins produce an oil that helps their feathers to retain more body heat. So basically, the oily bird gets the warm. Oh. Dad, did you get a haircut? No, I got them all cut. Oh, wow. He's over there checking his time. (laughs) No, actually, I just got a text message from work. So I was. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I was, I was checking on that. Um, let's see here. I'm not indecisive unless you want me to be. Mm, I got it. Did you? Okay. (laughs) I would avoid the sushi if I were you. It's a little fishy. Ooh. All right. That's why I avoid anchovies. I I can't do sushi. I've tried. I can't. I don't think I've ever tried it. Ugh. Okay. Do you have anything? Um, Egyptian bu- uh, babies didn't know that one day their daddy would become a mummy. Wow. 
Did you see they made round bales of hay illegal in Wisconsin? Oh, why'd they do that? It's because the cows weren't getting a square meal. You know what? I'm ending on that one. That was a good one. Okay, let's let's let, yeah, that's a good place to stop. Yeah, in the studio this morning is Hillary Castricone with Grassroots, which is in Morrow County. Uh, Hillary, it's good to have you here. Good morning. Hey, good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, uh, Grassroots has been doing a lot of things in Morrow County. Why don't we start out with your mission statement and what exactly the purpose of Grassroots is? Yeah, so Grassroots um, started with a conversation about two years ago, um, and our vision statement as it stands right now is, we exist as a network to empower the collective body of Christ in Morrow County, Ohio, to more successfully address poverty, addiction, and broken relationships. We partner to use our gifts, talents, skills, resources, and passion to bring about transformation in Morrow County. Okay. You want to tell a little bit of, of, the, of the history of uh, Grassroots? Yeah, we had to adjust the microphone there, so we had a little Sorry. bit of a squeak, but that's okay. Oh, that's much better. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, the history of Grassroots. Um, it started with a conversation with Pastor Corey Chenier. So Pastor Corey Chenier is out of North Woodbury, and he and I were talking about two years ago, um, and he was sharing with me about a conference that he had recently attended, and he said these words. He said, Hillary... Brokenness shows up in people in behaviors, and in Morrow County specifically, those behaviors are poverty, addiction, and broken relationships. And what I'd love to do more than anything is put all the churches of Morrow County in a room, put those three things on a whiteboard, and ask the collective churches, what are we doing, what are we missing, and how can we serve together collectively as the body of Christ in unity to serve Morrow County? Um, So about two years ago in March... That's not true. May, um, we did just that. And uh, we had about 12 to 15 churches represented, probably about 50 people. Um, And we put those three things, we got into those three passion groups, poverty, addiction, and broken relationships. And we asked those three questions. What are you doing? What are we missing? And how can we serve together? And what we heard repeatedly across the circles um, was exactly what our vision statement was. Um, we had one couple that in the broken relationships group um, that was sharing they really felt called and led in this season of their lives to serve hurting marriages and to counsel hurting marriages, um, and they were at capacity. And what they needed more than anything was um, a place that they could have hurting marriages go and receive biblical principles being poured into them on a weekly basis. And they mm-hmm. said, someone from across the room said, actually, we do that. Um, we do it on this night, on this day. Um, and we'd love to give you a flyer with more information. And so that those types of connections of um, here's what we're doing and here's how we can collaborate happened repeatedly throughout that evening. Yeah, I think it's important that the local churches start are working together. Mm-hmm. I mean, one might have this kind of ministry, this one might have this kind of ministry, and and there's kind of a central place now where, where a person can go to and say, hey, I need help in this area. Who can I contact? And that's, that seems to be what you're doing. That's, yeah, that is exactly what Grassroots turned out to be, is, is just a, a, a creation of a place and a space where people can share their heart, their passion, their serving, um, how they are reaching people for Christ, um, and figuring out how we can work together collectively. Um, also figuring out what we're missing and, and what can we do, what do we need to build to go reach more. And uh, besides kind of joining the churches together and being kind of a, I don't know, a reference place for people, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, uh, you've had some specific projects that you have done. And one of the big ones, we're, I'm going to go ahead and mention it, was yeah. Hidden Lakes. Yeah. All the work that's gone on out there. And, and you folks are the ones that have brought the churches together to work together and that's just a fantastic story, and I believe that story also has impacted you in some way. So let's let's talk about yeah. Hidden Lakes and what happened out there. Uh, so Hidden Lakes is my personal testimony of how um, grassroots and just the knowledge of what's happening 
um, in Morrow County has really impacted me. So um, in my nine to five job, I hear about the story of Hidden Lakes or I hear about that community um, quite frequently. And historically, what I've always heard about Hidden Lakes was all the sad, in air quotes, horrible, terrible stories that you hear out there. Um, and it was it was followed up with, and you know what's really hard is we can't get in to serve that population. And so the worst word that you can speak over a population, but it felt when people would talk about Hidden Lakes as hopeless. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do with that. So not proud of it. It's just what happened. Um, I didn't do anything. I didn't pray. Um, I didn't know how to step in, so I didn't. Um, and the worst thing that I did is when conversation of Hidden Lakes came up, you know, in, in my everyday life, um, I just repeated the same horrible testimony over it. Um, and so about two years ago, enter grassroots and pastor TJ and Gloria McNew from Fresh Faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and they stood up in the middle of a grassroots meeting and they said, hey, we're from Fresh Faith. Um, we have been serving in Hidden Lakes for about six years. We started with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And now we're in a place where we are um, have the chance to hand out coats and hats and, um, and we need your help. And at that point, they were collectively... Um, recruiting volunteers to help clean up different lots within Hidden Lakes. Um, And so the first summer they asked, I believe, I'm not good with numbers, so I don't know how many lots they cleaned up, but one day a month um, they would go out, and I think they had 50 volunteers from a variety of churches. Some of you may have even been involved in that. Um, And they worked side by side with the residents of Hidden Lakes to clean up um, some of the lots out there. Uh, what that transitioned into is a building of relationships and trust. And uh, some Hidden Lakes members or residents would come to the grassroots meeting, um, share some of their stories, their needs. If we could meet them, we would, If you know, and we would pray um, and just continue to build that relationship. And now, and I know I'm going to miss some of the things that are happening because um, it's so much I can't keep up, but at this moment, Right now, we have Mid-Ohio Food Bank that delivers a semi-truck of fresh produce to North Woodbury Church every month. Mm -hmm. Anything that's left over, now we have four to five cars that go over, um, pick up the remaining produce, and deliver that to Hidden Lakes. And so now there's four to five carloads of fresh produce that are being handed out at Hidden Lakes every month. Um, Hidden Lakes sold Fresh Faith a plot of land, a piece of property. Mm -hmm. They were able to put a ministry trailer on there. Um, that ministry trailer was landscaped and a lot of the work that was done around there was done by the residents. Oh, wow. Um, it is now being used as a, you know, for, for youth group type things. Um, there is another church, not Fresh Faith, that is using that to do a men's Bible study on Thursdays. Um, and, and so multiple churches are able to work through that one ministry trailer, um, there is an agency that is coming out, um, and they're going to be able to offer counseling services and case management services to help the residents of Hidden Lakes get the resources that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be happening out of the ministry trailer. So, um, so many things that are happening out there in ways, and I just heard in our last meeting, in the last, oh, I'm probably not going to get this right, in the last 10 months, 12 people have come to salvation out at Hidden Lakes. Um, and and I, I want to say that number is a little bit off, but thing, Christ is moving out there. Um, the most inspiring thing for me is now when the conversation of Hidden Lakes comes up. And, and this just happened. I was in a conversation um, with a group of professionals, and they were sharing, like, all the things they were doing, and man, just didn't know what to do mm-hmm. out there in Hidden Lakes. And so I got to share the stories of everything that I knew from grassroots, and their face changed because what we're doing, um, when people are working and they know there's a place they can step in and serve, um, we're changing the conversation from hopeless to hope, mm-hmm. and people can step into that. And when you can change a conversation over a population from hopeless to hope, we think we can change a whole world. That's that's an amazing, amazing story. And from what I understand, um, the people that run or own Hidden Lakes have been very cooperative and are actually renting that uh, lot at a very, 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 very reasonable rate. 
<laughs> I, I, yeah, they sold it for a very reasonable rate. Um, I, and I don't want to quote numbers or anything mm-hmm. along those lines, but yes, they've, they've been really, um, what, what has been seen out there, um, the change that has been happening, the conversations that have been happening, um, the people that are willing to go out um, and step into that, they, I think they've really been inspired. And- uh, besides the the churches that are uh, doing ministries there, the uh, the trailer, uh, some of the churches pitched in to get dumpsters as you were cleaning up. Oh yeah. Uh, some of the folks volunteered to be there, physically helping. Yep. I mean, look at what you're doing. Bring these churches together. It's amazing. And you know what we're finding in grassroots, honestly, is um, the more so it's just the conversations it's a place in the space to have the conversations because what we're learning is the more people know mm-hmm. about what's going on out there um the more they do want to sow into what's going on so whether that's praying or their time or their finances or their talents um and then ministries grow uh, so many people i think that was one of the things that we have talked about is that we know that there's populations of hurting people out there and we have um pockets of of people who just want to serve and bridging that gap and being able to place um you know with those conversations just to allow the knowledge of what's going on so people can step in with their gifts and talents Um, i've had the opportunity to speak at churches um, about grassroots and after everyone i at least have one person come up and say you know what you shared about this ministry i've always had a heart to serve um, teens struggling with addiction or, you know, something along those lines. And so being able to let them know that that's happening and they don't have to create something, um, you know, they can step into what's happening right now, I think is bringing a lot of hope. Oh, it most certainly is. Um, of course, Hidden Lakes is one of the big things you've been involved with, but there are others in the county. Um, are there other projects that you've done or that you have planned for the future? Yes. So um, grassroots, we started out to be um, a conversation opportunity for churches just to kind of see if there was ways that we could bridge gaps and work together. And over time, not intentional, um, but we became a 501c3 because Mm -hmm. when you're doing good works for the Lord, he brings you money. And and so that's what's happened with that. And so we have been able to use... um, those finances to sow into ministries that are already happening. Um, So for example, uh, we had some police officers from Mount Gilead area come to one of our meetings Mm -hmm. and just share a very specific need that their officers had um, that, you know, every once in a while they would run into people who were on their way passing through. And if man, they could bless them with a hot meal and some gas that would really move that person along and they would be able to bless them. Um, so we were able to sow into that. And every time they use the funds to, to bless and pass or buyer, um, we get an email explaining what happened, the situation and how we served. Um, there is, we had a, uh, hmm, it was back in October. Um, we had a couple come to a grassroots meeting and, They shared that they had recently moved from Florida, that um, their uncle had donated them a house in the Fulton area, Um, and they, although they go to church in Westerville, I don't know how this happened, they go to church in Westerville, and their pastor said, you need to go to one of those grassroots meetings, so (laughs) I don't know how that information got there that way, but, um, so they showed up, and they said, listen, my uncle donated us a house. Um, we're living over here in Fulton, and we are going to turn it into a 10-bedroom ministry home, and we are going to serve women who are struggling with addiction and wanting to get out and find a new life. Um, and so, you know, all throughout conversations with them and just really getting to know them and going out and seeing their home and um, hearing their heart, uh, some of the th- you, you have to be able to update a house with a specific water heater to handle 12 people and those mm-hmm. kind of things. So Grassroots has been able to sow into that. Um, New Life Church um, in down, I say downtown Mount Gilead, it always sounds so funny. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, downtown Mount Gilead um, on Lee Street is, uh, they, they have a heart and a passion. They have 30 members 
and they are so passionate about serving the community, and they've reached out to say, what does Mount Gilead need? Um, and what they found out it needs is a teen center. And so they're turning into a teen center. Now they have been doing things naturally without that information. They've put, um, they have a food pantry on the outside and, and people have been coming. They have church and then after every church service, they have a meal and they open their doors and community members have come through. And so they're already serving in the community and getting to know people, but they're going to open their doors and be a, um, a teen center and their, their whole congregation wants to volunteer for that. Um, so what they, what they don't have is finances, and so what an opportunity to sew into that. And so Grassroots is going to bless them with um, some finances to be able to do some contracting work on the inside of their building to get them up to code um, to be able to open their doors for a teen center. Um, so those are just a few of the things that have been happening. Um, we have, uh, how did this go? Celebrate Recovery, which I know you've had on the show before um, with Edison Baptist Church. So um, in one of the original conversations way back two years ago, we had a lady come and she said she really feels called to go into the jails and minister to young women struggling with addiction. Um, And what she needed was a place to send young women where they could walk her through their addiction um, recovery process and pour biblical principles into them. So she was able to meet Ben Colgrove and celebrate recovery in that meeting. Um, She's been attending and helping out, and um, they've been sewing into her. And now Celebrate Recovery is, um, they've grown so much that they're in the jails, and she's been able to link people with their their program. Um, And so just sowing into those ministries with people and knowledge has been really great. Yeah. And you mentioned um, Edison Enterprise Baptist Church. Uh, there, There's so much going on over there, so many different ministries. I mean, the car ministry, if you need uh, an automobile to go to work, to go to doctor's appointments, they work with you on getting that fixed. Um, the food ministry, mm-hmm. I've been by there, I think it's second, and I'm not sure what Friday's. Do you know? I don't know. Okay. I've gone by there, though, yeah. when it's happening. You're yeah. very aware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there are lots of people in need in this mm-hmm. county. Uh, they also uh, are helping the homeless in, in other communities. They, <clears throat> If you have your, your house, uh, you know, burns, they have things to help you get started um, w- with your new home, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. They have so much, and Celebrate the Recovery is a big one. They have an appliance ministry, too. You can drop, if you wanting to donate an appliance and you don't know where to go, even if it's broke, you can drop it off at the back of Edison Baptist, and Pastor Eddie fixes those and donates them to families. So that's been really cool for me to watch um, happen with that. But then, I mean, this Edison Baptist is is probably and fresh faith churches like that are, are the reason for grassroots like people need to know what's happening out there and how they're right. serving the community and being able to spread that word um that you don't there are opportunities to get your car fixed and celebrate recovery and so oh I so much fabulous and that's the purpose uh, what i feel is the purpose of this show is uh quite often to get information out there for people that are in need in one way or another mm-hmm. to connect with with groups like grassroots, um, are you needing any new volunteers? Oh. You have plenty of volunteers, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good. No, okay. Um, no, it would. We uh, so I keep talking about grassroots meetings, and I guess I never really shared um, when those happen. So once a month, um, grassroots meets. It's the last Tuesday of every month. So this month, I believe that's March twenty eighth. Um, at 6 o'clock at Mount Gilead Church of Christ. But it is the last Tuesday of every month at 6 o'clock at Mount Gilead Church of Christ. We're very consistent with that. Um, in, if, in that's, that's on Park Avenue right next to the high school. Oh, thank you for that. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, you know, for a season, people felt like, well, those are, you know, where the church leadership goes. That's the pastors and the elders go. Um, and the heart that I've heard from the pastors is, you know, um, we want so many of our congregation members to be able to go and experience those meetings and be involved in that. So it's not just me coming back 
and reporting out what's happening. Other mm -hmm. people have had that experience. It's it's hard to have an experience and go back and share with that same level of energy. So the more people that get to experience it, we're open to everybody. If you have a heart um, to serve and you're just curious what's out there, if you have a ministry that I have not mentioned that people need to know about, um, we're, we had a couple uh, last month and, and they they had heard about us on Facebook and they just wanted to know what was going on. Um, so they showed up and, and it was great. They were able to get plugged into two ministries and they were able to um, even share what was happening over in their neck of the woods. So just it's a, it's a place for conversation um, to get to know what's going on, to figure out how to plug in um, or, or if you need volunteers to figure out, uh, you know, to get your information out there. And also uh, grassroots will also accept uh, donations. We will. Uh, being a 5013C, that, that's tax deductible. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess the best way to contact you would be? The email um, and the, so one day I, I have a hope to have a brick and mortar building that people can, can go to. We don't have that yet. We have Facebook, which is at Grassroots Morrow County. Um, and we have an email, Grassroots at gmail.com. And we have a website, Morrow Grassroots. So um, email, Facebook, and uh, the website would, would be the best way. Okay. The website is chock full of information of, of um, different ministries that are out there, upcoming events, ways to donate, information about LifeWise, things that we're championing. If you have information that you want out there that we can put out there for you, um, we'd love to be able to do that as well. If you want to give to Grassroots, you can actually go on Facebook and do it online. Um, I see a, a place here where you can do that. Um, again, that's at Grassroots of Morrow County on mm -hmm. Facebook. Mm -hmm. And like you said, there's all kinds of inf information there on, on what's going on. Now, if you want to volunteer, uh, probably the best way is to either show up at a meeting or maybe uh, contact somebody at Grassroots at gmail.com and say, hey, I'd like to be a part of it. What do I do? And I'm sure you'll be glad to help that person find their way to <laughs> grassroots. We would be honored, yes. So, yes, a uh, lot going on at the different churches throughout the community. Um, I, I understand that the food bank at North Woodbury is starting back up soon, I do believe. Yes. So that's a good thing. Did. Yep. That uh, is the first Saturday of every month. Um, speaking of North Woodbury, when we were talking about a couple uh, future projects, they have a heart to um, look into biblical counseling for the area. So if, if you're listening to this and you have always wanted to um, get involved with counseling and on Christian counseling, biblical counseling for those who need, there's such a need, especially in these days and these times. And so um, they are looking into that, and that's something you can step into. Also, I know in the beginning of the show when I was talking about the history, I was talking about... Um, a couple that really felt led to counsel hurting marriages and then um, another church that was doing their their hurting marriages group um, they are combining together and going to host a marriage conference upcoming here um, in next October and so lots of things coming out that way yes um, I'm looking at your uh, Facebook page right mm -hmm. now as a matter of fact and seeing some things that are coming up uh, let's see Yes. Um, okay. I said don't give any dates, but I'm going to give this one. Um, April 18th, there's going to be a conference at Round Lake Christian Camp. Where is that camp? I'm not even sure where it is. Do you know? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, Sorry. That's going to be a conference. There will be speakers, Brian Borton and Luke Borton Westerville from Westerville Christian Church. Music will be by Josh Davis from the Heath Church of Christ. Uh, a lot going on that day. We just have to figure out where exactly. Look up Round Lake Christian Camp, and I'm sure you can find uh, where exactly that is. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something's going on. There are things going on. If your church doesn't really have the people to send to help, financial is, is helpful. Mm -hmm. Are there any... Um, supplies or anything like that that you could possibly use to be or is it just best to give cash if you're going to give um if cash would be fabulous um just so that it, and 
just so people know, our the the way we pour out um, is we are serving ministries that are already serving. So I'm going to go back to a conversation that happened three or four years ago, um, again with Pastor Corey Chenier, and this was before grassroots even became a thing. Um, but he said, you know, there are some, ch- we have over 60 churches in Morrow County. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, there are some churches that have the, the season of life people are in. They have so much time and a heart to serve. What they do not have is finances. Um, and then there's churches that the season of life that they're in, they have the finances, but they don't have the time to be sure. able to serve. Wouldn't sure. that be cool to bridge yeah. that gap? Yeah, so grassroots go. has been able to bridge that. Um, and so we step in and, and the hopeful expectation is to be able to uh, pour into ministries that are just need a little a nudge, or need a little help getting along. Um, so that is, so cash is great for that. Now, specifically, if you're looking to help um, Hidden Lakes, they're always um, taking donations of food. I post on Facebook the types of food specifically that they're looking for, the canned good items. Um, you can drop those off at Buckeye Training and Fitness Academy, which is 130 East High Street in Edison, Ohio, and I can get them there directly. Um, Hidden Lakes, especially in the winter months, is looking for water. Um, so, And I post that stuff on Facebook as well, so you'll be able to find the list of things. Um, but the cash donations really go far to to impact the variety of ministries that are in need. Okay. Uh, as your card says, uh, you help with breaking the chains of poverty, addiction, and broken relationships. I just find it amazing that you brought these churches together and that, you know, you are a resource. If somebody has addiction, if somebody's having problems with a relationship, uh, you know, they can call you mm-hmm. and say, look, I need help. Where can I get it? Mm-hmm. So, um, again... What is, is there a phone number that there, would be good? We do not have a phone number okay. at this time. Um, we do have business cards that um, I'm leaving at local churches. Uh, if you go to the website or, or you email me, um, I can be able to get uh, business cards to you. Um, one of the coolest stories I had at, of one of the local churches um, at uh, a lady came up to me afterwards and she says, you know what, where I work, I must have a face that people tell me their problems. And so a lot of times they come up and they share and I get the opportunity to pray with them, but now I can tell them where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the heart of grassroots. We really do want to be able to reach and serve. And so the more we can get the information out there that of so many things are going on, um, the more we can reach those in need. Oh, wow. It's just amazing what you're doing. Uh, you came to our church a few weeks ago and, and spoke to us. And, and the only thing I knew about you doing was the Hidden Lakes work. But I'm finding out there's so, so, so much more out there. Um, how has it impacted your life? You kind of told about the the um, yeah. Hidden Lakes experience. Mm-hmm. Has that changed your life and given you a different perspective on things? The, the hope. So here's what I'll say for my life, and many out there listening can relate um, when you feel called in a certain season to serve in an area and you've served the, the Lord with your whole heart and everything you have and it's the, the end of what you have to give and then through a conversation, another door opens, that reignation of hope on the inside of you, um, the, the ability to go different places and hear stories of what is happening. Nobody can see my hands, but it really is like grass, just mm-hmm. growing. Um, so it, just with networking and conversation. So it's re-inspired my hope. Um, there is uh, new connections coming that I'm excited to hear about in the future. Uh, a Glow is a, a women's ministry that Patty Forbes is um, running and we're hoping to be able to connect her with CYG, which is Community Youth Group, uh, an organization that I get the opportunity to be a part of. Um, so we're so excited to see the various connections the Lord is doing in the future as well. Oh, my. And again, if you want to volunteer, I would either go to one of the meetings. Now, when did yes. you say the meetings are every month? The last Tuesday of the month Time. at 6 o'clock at Mount Gilead Church of Christ. Okay, that's at the corner of Iberia and Park Avenue if you don't know where that is. Um, and you can also contact them. I'm giving this again. I know we gave it earlier at uh, Grassroots at gmail.com. So, so much going on with this, with this ministry. And it's, it's just amazing. Anything else you want to add before we close up here? 
one more call. Okay. If you were listening and on your heart has always been foster care or respite training for foster care, we have, that is a specific need we are looking for right now um, within the ministries of grassroots. Okay. Well, Hillary, it's been good to have you here this morning. I learned so much from this. Thank you so much for and, having me. Oh, yes, most certainly. And uh, the hope is to get this information out there and somebody will actually hear it that needs one of these ministries and will contact you or somebody feels led to be a part of a ministry sure. with a certain uh, talent they have that they can contact you as well. So great. once again. And uh, we will see you next time. Until next time, folks. Be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. You never know who's fighting what battle. Ta-ta.